Hey, hey, it's Andy Giannis, and you're listening to a special edition of Pod Slam and Jamma, now owned by Let's Rage Cougs. As always, joining me, Dayon Dunlap, and on this episode, we will talk all things about the men's basketball and women's basketball full conference schedules now that that was unleashed or unveiled on September 21, and we'll also get a little bit about what the two teams feel, both in terms of depth and with their captains. Don't go anywhere, anywhere you're listening to Pod Slam and Jamma. After the penalty, look at the time he has, and look at the throw and catch. Tank Dell touchdown Cougars. Drexel, what a half to Anders. Hakeem follows. He'll have six steals in the first half. There's Blair with the steal. Picked up by Cam Jones. On the offensive glass, so tough. And that's third game, two possessions. Sasser tries and he hits. They call him five slammer down. They called them five slamajama. We're pod slamajama, and we're gonna stick right with it into the men's basketball schedule. Like we mentioned at the top of this show, for both men's and women's teams, they officially have their full slate released. But focusing on the men's uh, side of things first, they will open up their conference play on December twenty eighth against Tulsa. That'll be a game against Tulsa, December twenty eighth. A couple of key highlights. When you look at the conference schedule, obviously, if you see the conference schedule is the one in white, if you're watching it on YouTube or on Spotify with the video component, but that December 28th game at Tulsa will be uh, on the road. The home opener, the conference home opener for Houston will be December 31st, New Year's Eve against UCF. And a couple of highlights, of course, the first time they play Cincinnati will be January 8th. That'll be a 2 p.m. tip-off in Cincinnati, Ohio, and obviously, of course, just kind of the rivalry that has been built out throughout the last few years in the American Athletic Conference. The first meeting between Houston and Memphis will be a late, uh, as it kind of has become tradition the last few years. They won't meet the Tigers until February 19th. That will be a home game at Fertitta Center, another 2 p.m. tip-off February 19th, and they end the season on the road at Memphis March 5th. An 11 a.m. tip. That game will be on CBS, the final game of the regular season, March 5th at Memphis. And obviously, of course, the non-conference schedule had been released a while prior. But those that non-conference slate is highlighted by matchups like November 20th against Oregon. That's on the road. And then obviously, of course, the big rematch after last season, December 10th against Alabama. That game will be at Fertitta Center. But day on off the bat, you look at the 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 conference schedule now is officially released. A couple of CBS games. The other game will be against Cincinnati. But just your overall thoughts, takeaways uh, when you look at the official schedule. Yeah, you say the conference schedule or just overall? Uh, let, let's focus on conference only since that was released okay. uh, yesterday. But, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, let's start starting with the conference. Of course, um, immediately I look for that Memphis game. That's the first game mm-hmm. you look for. As a Houston fan, I'm sure as a Memphis fan. So that one sticks out. But I'm also looking at at that um, UCF game. UCF game, they're bouncing. I think they're going to have a better year than they had last year. And that's um, during the Christmas break, December 31st, will be at Houston. Then SMU, uh, ex, well, I would should say post-Kendrick Davis, I want to see what they're going to look like because they, they were so dependent on um, of Davis – and um, now with him in Memphis, that's going to be something to see. So I'm not only going to see how he impacts Memphis, but I want to see 
how SMU replaces him along um, with their coach. And right after that, it's Cincinnati. And so I, I think it's going to be uh, three tough games back-to-back, UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati. Those are three tough games back-to-back. And we know that in the past, Tulsa has gave Houston fits on the road. And so conference play, I think the start of conference play is going to be tough. I think Houston um, is going to kind of really find out who they are in conference play once it starts early. A conference, non-conference schedule isn't as tough um, as it probably in other schools, but uh, we talked about that earlier. But I think the conference schedule, it, Houston's going to kind of find out who they are early in the conference schedule. Yeah, and I mentioned that two CBS games, one of them, like you alluded to, the final game in the regular season against Memphis. It's kind of become a tradition um, for the last, I believe that it'll, it'll make three straight seasons. Because um, I know the 2019-20 season ended against Memphis. That was a home game, but that game was also on CBS. 2021 ended at Memphis, I, I believe if that's correct. And that that was also a, that 11 a.m. tip-off. And obviously, of course, this past season, ended at Memphis so that, that's kind of become a tradition in the way the American structures that schedule the other CBS game will be January 28th that is going to be at Fertitta Center against Cincinnati that's a 1-15 tip-off so they got a couple of primetime spots and obviously of course when you mention the Houston men's basketball team there's a lot of expectations a lot of buzz around the program not just because of what they were able to do last year getting back to the Elite Eight with obviously when you look at the players that, that were out Tremont Mark Marcus Sasser there were points where they would run six six man lineups, seven man rotations at times, and there's just a lot of excitement. And obviously, of course, we haven't even touched on their their big recruit in Jarvis Walker, Terrence Arsenal, Emmanuel Sharp, that has been with the program now since uh, the beginning of the year, since January. And uh, that was a little bit something that Kelvin Sampson he was asked, you know, what he's most excited about this season. He said, "Well, still early. There's not much he can be excited about, but he did allude to that depth, which is going to be key for Houston." in the 2022-23 season and kind of a, a change of pace from where they were this last season due to injuries? Uh, what excites me? Um, it's nothing. I, I would say nothing right now. Um, you know, I'm not one of those guys going to sit here and talk about what our goals are. My goal is to have – we start practice Tuesday, September 27th, and, you know, we'll, we'll get after it on the 27th. I'm excited about the first practice. I've watched them – I've watched their progress – um, um, but you know, we're not ready to play a game. If we played against somebody that was good right now, we get killed. We're just not, I don't know if anybody's very good in September. I know we're, we're not, you know, but we don't play the November 7th. I'm hoping we'll be ready to play on November 7th. Um, but the, um, um, you know, our, our depth, uh, probably would slide into the excitement category, uh, Chancellor. You know, we have we have uh, a lot of kids that are pretty good players. Um, you know, our depth in the backcourt with uh, Terrence Arsenault, Emmanuel Sharp, Malik, uh, Ramon, Marcus, Jamal, um, Tremont, and then... Um, you know, the, the thing about having a, uh, big wings is, is you can be versatile. You know, I like, I like messing with, I like messing around with, uh, certain matchups against certain teams. Um, 
you know, Ramon, Ramon Walker is, um, you know, playing last year, you can tell it's really helped his confidence and, you know, his mojo. Um, but our, our guys up front, you know, we've got two veterans and Reggie and uh, Jay one. Um, and then we've got, even though Jay, JBA is in his second year, he's like a freshman because uh, he's kind of, he's kind of in my, um, my eyesight now. Uh, last year he was more in Kellen's eyesight. He's more in my eyesight uh, now. So I'm, uh, I spent a lot of time with JVA. JVA, uh, Jairus Walker, J1, uh, Reggie. Um, you know, that group is, um, that group is solid. I think our backcourt's solid and we'll stick them together and see if we can't be pretty good. Once again, that was head coach Kelvin Sampson. I mean, just right there, he went, especially when he was talking about the guards. There was just so many names he was listing off. Uh, That's, again, like I mentioned before we went into the clip, it it just seems uh, so different just in terms of where they were a season ago. And he kind of alluded to, again, how big those minutes were for Ramon Walker, who now he's playing with a lot more confidence during the workouts. And now that they're they're officially going to start their first practice of the season on September 27th, which is this coming Tuesday. Uh, Dan, what were your takeaways from hearing Coach Sampson talk right there? My takeaways was him talking about um, having the ability to have length on the wing spots on his wings. You look at your mom, Mark and Terrence Arsenault. I think those are two players in certain lineups he'll, he'll play with and go small and maybe have Jairus at the five or Jay one at the five or both of them on the floor together or, or match a, or um, lineups, I should say, where it's four guards and one big. And so I, I think that versatility and what Coach Samson mentioned, that's one thing that stuck out to me because I don't think, and I think he will. And like he always does, he lets the game, like lets the game tell its own story. He goes in with the game plan, but he watches the game and lets each game be 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 its own story. And by that, I mean if if I can go small this game, I'll go small. If it's going big this game or handling the inside, he does that. And so um, I think that versatility and that depth is what really stood out to me. I, I can't wait to see, like we've talked about here in the past, which one of those guards are, are going to excel coming off the bench for or who's going to be – First coming off the bench, will it be Ramon? Um, Coach Sampson mentioned how he's gotten more confidence um, with the t- playing time that he played last year. Will it be Emmanuel Sharp, who's been with the program for a year now, and now you have that chance to play? Or will it be Terrence Arsenal? So I think it'll be a game-to-game basis. I don't think Coach Sampson be set in a rotation. I'm sure by the time the season goes on, he'll kind of dwindle down that rotation a little bit. But I think early in the season, a, a lot of the guards will get to play. And I can't wait to see some of the different lineups um, that he comes with and puts together out on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. It's a kind of add on to your point on something Kelvin mentioned during his availability today is that, you know, when whenever it come when it comes to players and obviously, of course, the, the big name is Marcus Sasser and him deciding to return with entering his name in the NBA draft and potentially choosing to keep his name there. He's coming back. But one of I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but Samson mentioned, you know, Whenever you're paying rent, it, it doesn't, even though just because you pay it off in one month, you still have to pay it the next month, and it continues on and on. And that's something that it kind of transitioning to the to the Houston perspective, it's something that that's kind of how Kelvin approaches things, where 
like you mentioned, it could be different, you know, each game, depending on what the situation goes, how the matchups go. And just in terms of who's having a, a great game during a specific matchup, you know, last season, there was a couple of times when Jaywan Roberts would have big games. He would be the, the closing big man uh, down the stretch. There was a couple of times when Brady Cheney would be in there. Obviously, of course, Josh Carlton and Fabian White. So, Kelvin Sampson is good um, at being able to make adjustments and being able to read during games. And that's crucial, obviously, just in terms of the entire uh, coaching staff, but specifically what Kelvin Sampson has been able to do uh, with Houston down before we kind of uh, segue over to the women's side of things. Is there any final things you'd like to add overall, either about the schedule or about the team heading into his first practice? One thing I will say, you you mentioned that how it's kind of been um, – a had not not a habit. What word did you use about the Memphis? Uh, kind of a tradition with with tradition. ending the season, and, and they I'll, play late. Right, right. One tradition I would like to see going forward when we go to the Big Twelve is keep Memphis on the schedule. It'd be good yeah. non conference game for Memphis and for Houston as well. That's something I would like to see continue going forward. Um, I, I don't know any con- in, if they're. Um, considering it or whatever, but that's something I would like to see going forward. And another thing that I would like to add is I can't wait for basketball season, man. I'm excited. <laughs> basketball season around the corner. They're starting practice, so it's good to see Coach Sampson and um, him talking basketball to let me know that it's close. Yeah, for sure, and I, I agree with you 100%. I think the rivalry is already built in. Every time mm-hmm. Memphis comes to town, it's it's a sellout. There's the fans, the – the students in the stadium always seem to have an extra buzz for them. The chants are louder. Every miss, every basket seems to mean more. And then it's the same thing when Houston goes over there in Memphis. The crowd is electric. And uh, I agree with you 100%. That would be one game to, to circle and watch once Houston does get into the Big 12 and they could be able to continue to have that matchup. But don't go anywhere. Coming right up on Pod Slime and Jamma, we'll focus on the women's basketball's Full schedule that was released also on Wednesday, September 21. We'll talk about, uh, we'll hear what head coach Ron Huey had to say about his captains and more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Pod Slam Jam. Now on Pod Slam Jam, we're still talking basketball, but let's talk women's basketball as their full schedule was released as well. And Coach Huey looking to bounce back and build from the momentum that he built over the last couple of years. And so, I'm excited about this team, and let's get right into the schedule. Yeah, as you see it on the screen, for for those of you um, that are watching on YouTube or the the video portion on Spotify, they open up their conference slate December 30th against SMU, and they get right into it with Tulane, UCF, Tulsa, and then USF. They have a couple of big games, obviously, of course, circled. They play, they have to play USF on February 12th as well. And they will end the season March 1 against Wichita State. Um, Dan, when you look at that conference slate, what are your first initial thoughts? Any takeaways? And what do you think about that December 30th game for opening the conference slate against SMU? Well, let's start there. Uh, I think that's going to be a tough game. I think that's a good game to open the conference against. You got a um, second-year head coach who has been doing a good job recruiting, and Houston lost one of their assistant coaches, Deneen Parker, who is now the associate head coach at SMU. So she's going to be very familiar with Houston, their system, their coaching staff, players, and everything. And so that's another um, game that kind of is going to be going for um, recruiting, I wish to say as well, because their head coaches are really, really good recruiting. So um, I think that's a good game to start 
the conference off with. And then you go with a two-lane team who lost a lot but has a couple players returning. UCF is UCF. You get them at home first. That's a that's a game you got to get. You got to get that game. And then um, just looking forward, just kind of browsing through the schedule, back-to-back on-the-road games against SMU and Cincinnati. And so it, it's some tough games in conference. I think the conference will be overall better than it was a season ago instead of top-heavy like it was last year. And so um, I think it's going to be important, though, for the ladies to get off to a really good start. They have a tough non-conference schedule, which we talked about before. But right before they get into conference, I think they should kind of have know who they are and have their roles kind of solidified that way where conference get, rolls around and they, they kind of are just kind of rolling as a team. And so this year, Coach Huey, once again, his second year in a row where he allowed – he did a, a captain system where he allowed the captains to be chosen. Let's get into a clip where he talked about the captains, how they choose their captains, and what the captains bring. Yeah, it's um, a unique way we do it. You know, we start out for the month of June and everybody comes and they're on the same page. And we talk to everybody about having the opportunity to uh, be a captain. So we go through the entire month of June and they all just work and and take care of each other and do all those things necessary to be successful. And once we get to July, right before we go out, um, we started to uh, start to point out the process of selecting the captain. Um, so the girls get a vote, the team get a vote, and the coaches get a vote. So again, at the end of the day, we put those names in the hat, everybody names in the hat. Um, and the teammates kind of vote which ones. And then as coaches, we get a vote as well. And um, the thing that happened this year that was, was pretty good was, you know, everybody always knew Bria Patterson was probably going to be picked again. Um, just because, you know, Bria's a veteran here, um, does the right thing all the time, always motivates everybody else, never let the room be quiet. Either she's going to joke or she's going to get on somebody or whatever the case may be, but she's going to do the thing for us. She's our MVP every year when you talk about points, rebounds, on the court, off the court, classroom, just all of it. You know, just because like Coach Sampson was talking about the culture, she knows She's been here since a freshman, so she's a senior now, so she knows. Um, so I think everybody picked her, and that was going to be a given. Um, the one surprise, you know, was Cameron Jones. Um, Cam worked her tail off to, to get to this point, um, but she wasn't always as vocal. Um, she wasn't always as um, caring to people because she's so competitive all the time. Um, she wasn't always... Um, Willing to help when she's on the floor a lot, too, because she was always um, trying to get herself ready so she can play, so she can get herself taken care of. And so as we start to go along and Bria and, and, and Layla and those kids start talking about, you know, getting out of yourself and getting more into the team, I think that hit home with her. And I think that was the thing that got her over the top with her teammates because she started to, on top of all that hard work that she does every day, um, <clears throat> Cam got 10,000 made shots this summer. She was one of three players that came in every day, 10,000 made shots this summer on their own time. And just applause her work ethic. And, and once she started to give her teammates some of that love, pulling them in the gym, helping them on the court, working just as hard as they are, um, getting them to work just as hard as she is, I'm sorry. Um, that's when things start to really roll for her. And um, 
we as coaches saw it start to happen. And when you start to see it, you you really start to pat yourself on the back. They're like, man, at least I got one thing right. You know, I'm not really screwing this team up, you know. <laughs> and so she started to get it. And, um, I mean, the kids really went crazy for her when, when we announced it. And uh, Layla Blair, you know, the qualities that she has, I think y'all know, you know, grounded in her faith. She's going to work every day. She was one of those 10,000, you know, made baskets this summer as well. Um, she's always motivating, um, always um, trying to pull people in the gym, always doing what she needs to do on and off the floor, um, in the media, everywhere. Um, and those kids are just so refreshing to everyone else that they want to be around them. You know, the idea is to be a leader. You know, it's not always good days for you because you have to be the same every single day. and You have to pull everybody else to be the best. And some days you're going to have your day. And they fight through those days. And that's what I appreciate for them because I tell them they're going to come in. I have the highest expectation on them because you were selected. Once again, that was head coach Ron Huey of the women's basketball team. A big, you, you like to hear that story where he was talking about Cam and just how she was able to to kind of get that reaction from the teammates and how everyone really bought in and, and was excited for her, especially, uh, you know, you see her, she didn't necessarily play much whenever she first got to U of H, but she has slowly seen that progression and what Ron Huey said right there, bought in. And that that's, that's a pretty cool story that you got to hear even the excitement and just Huey speaking about it. Right. And I mean, I got to give Cam Jones her flowers because her jump from freshman to sophomore year was really, really noticeable in her game. I mean, freshman year, she would rarely shoot wide open shots with her from the mid range. She wouldn't even shoot it. She always gave maximum effort on the defensive end and making plays and affecting game on the defense. But what she did in her last year, her sophomore year, was she became more aggressive offensively and started to shoot those shots and started to make those shots. And we just opened up the floor overall for her and her teammates. And so with Coach Hewitt just speaking about her work ethic and her becoming a more vocal leader, I think I'm expecting even more from her in this upcoming season. She did an outstanding job last year. And the coaching staff for Houston does a great job of developing players, men's and women's. You can go to the women's. You look at Sorinthia Hawkins, Dorian Branch, um, Angela Angela Harris before she left. And you look at Layla Blair, how she's been able to develop to Cam Jones and, and so forth. The list goes on and on. Tatiana, Tatiana Hill, Bria, Bria Patterson, every player has got it incrementally better year by year. You got to credit the coaching staff and the work ethic work ethic that these ladies are putting in. So I'm very excited for Cam Jones and also excited for Layla Blair. I think this year she had a lot of expectations last year, but I think this year should be really, really her coming out party and really just to be more consistent throughout the entire year instead of having stretches of games where she doesn't play as good as she capable of. Of course, you're not going to shoot the ball well every single game. That's just how the game goes. But I think those she will become a smarter basketball player. Her IQ will go up. And we heard Sampson say that his best players are his best leaders this year. I think Coach Hugh has the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like you, like Huey kind of alluded to in that clip, 
and something that uh, you mentioned before we, we played that kit, a clip just in terms of how big it's going to be for Houston to get off the great start in non-conference. And like you said, once they do start uh, December 30th against SMU, have a good idea of, you know, who's of each other's roles and what kind of identity they have as a team. A lot of it's going to be on the responsibility of those three players to as kind of extensions of the coaching staff on the coach and making sure that a lot of the team is on the same page. Uh, but before we kind of wrap, wrap things up, Dayan, I'm going to ask you the same question I did in the previous segments. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, whether it be about the schedule? Was it anything else that might have caught your eye during Huey's availability today? I mean, no, nothing much I want to add. Um, I would just like to say for all our, our fans who follow us and watch us, I mean, get out and see some of those women's basketball games, man. They're really good athletes. They're a really good team. They play hard. They fight hard. And I think this year is, is um, going to be the year they put it all together. So if you're watching this, I encourage you to get out to a game and support those women on the basketball court. Yeah, their first practice will be September 28th, this coming Wednesday. And like you said, things will tip off uh, very shortly just October is next week. It's it's kind of absurd to kind of say that, but October is right around the corner. And obviously, of course, then November comes around and both basketball seasons will start. One other note that I did want to make that Huey did talk about uh, during that availability, and that was how the team plans to honor uh, uh, Kayla Ch- uh, Chizer, who obviously, of course, passed away uh, unexpectedly in late August and uh, really a, a tragedy around the program, but that it has really helped Bradley and, and helped keep the team um, together in high spirits. And one of the things that I thought it was really cool that he mentioned is they're looking at a way to honor her for the entire season. And Huey said that they were still in the process of getting a potential patch on the jersey uh, to being able to honor her for the entire season. And he also said that the team is going to be playing, is going to be dedicating this season for Chizer. So that's going to be something, you know, it's, sucks to say because it's such a heartbreaking situation, but they're kind of rallying around her and, 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 trying to kind of uplift all of them together. Um, and that's, that's the best way I could phrase it because it's just a sad situation all around. Um, and that, that's going to do it for today's episode of Transitioning. We'd like to remind everyone that is watching that we are Let's Rage Cougs post-game show the unofficial post-game show of football and UH men's basketball, as I like to call it, will be back uh, this coming Saturday, September 24th, on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. Uh, wherever on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel that will be streaming approximately 10 or 15 minutes after the Houston Rice game as the Houston football team looks to get back on track against the Owls. Be sure to follow us on Twitter uh, pod slime pajama and if you're watching this and you're not subscribed to the channel you see it in the ticker be sure to go down and click it below it takes a few seconds and really helps us out as always dan i'll toss it over to you for the final words always great joining you andy man you're doing a bunch of great work covering houston writing as well so make sure you follow andy and follow me as well and follow all of our pod slime pajama accounts but you can't end the podcast without saying go cougs